This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Tech in the Right Direction, the podcast. Let's take tech in the right direction to drive social change and close the employment, pay, and culture gap for women in technology. This podcast is focused on helping turn ideas into action to create opportunities for women to advance in the dynamic technology industry. I hope this podcast will inspire and motivate you to encourage more women and girls to seek or grow a career as a woman in technology. Stories about the journey of amazing women in this tech field starts right now. Welcome to Tech in the Right Direction, the podcast. Today, I will be speaking with Michelle Vondrasek, founder and CEO of Vaughn Technologies. Vaughn has an extensive history in the telecommunications industry. Since launching Vaughn in 2007, the company has completed over 30,000 technology deployments. Michelle cherishes her position as president of Vaughn Technologies, one of only a few women-owned telecommunication businesses. Her dedication, flexibility, and vision reflect not only her business strategy, but her values as well. Vaughn Technologies values customer service, and Michelle tirelessly focuses on understanding client challenges and needs, regardless of their size. She believes her employees and their contributions are Vaughn's technology's greatest assets. As CEO, Michelle looks for fresh approaches to keep her business on the front lines of growth and development. Michelle likes to challenge conventional thinking, confront problems head on, and boldly act on groundbreaking ideas. Michelle has received numerous awards for leadership, growth, and innovation. She has been named one of the North America's top women entrepreneurs by Ernst & Young, and has also been named a woman of influence by Chicago Business Journal, fastest 50 women owned by WPO and American Express and the Innovation Business Award from WBDC. She gives back by participating in programs that encourage young girls to become more involved in STEM career paths. Her personal dedication to building a values-based business has allowed her to grow a team of dedicated employees across the country. The longevity of her employees with the company speaks volumes of the company's position, its positive and energetic work, and Michelle's personal leadership style. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you, Jennifer. It's exciting to be here. This is a particularly favorite topic of mine. That's great. Well, let's get started. Um, Michelle, you have an extensive history in the telecommunications industry. Can you share with us how you decided to launch Vaughn Technologies and a little bit about the customers that you support? Sure. Um, actually, I like ruining surprises. Mm-hmm. Not good surprises. But in my world, surprises, they typically lead to lost time, lost money, rework, sometimes even project failure. Uh, I have certainly seen my fair share of poorly executed deployments and the cost that customers have to pay for that, often more than they budgeted, 
they're often getting uh, less delivered to them than they expected, and it takes a lot longer than they planned for. So we saw a gap in the market and wanted to enter into this space with a better way of doing technology deployments. Mm-hmm. The, the customers we support range from small, medium to large all across the country. That's amazing. You have built a really, really successful business. So as one of the only few women in technology are the telecommunications industry, what are some of your differentiators? You know, Jennifer, so many organizations think of technology deployments as a commodity service. Mm -hmm. That is until they find themselves in the middle of a really bad deployment. A few years ago, we witnessed com- competitors trying to commoditize field labor in the marketplace, mm-hmm. the, uh, what I'd call a rent-a-tech model. And it did come with some really aggressive marketing and promise of lower cost and efficiencies. But what we saw instead was really an erosion of the quality of life for the workforce. We saw the quality of the work performed really diminish and all of those promises for lower cost and greater efficiencies really evaporated by rework and repair. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't turn deployments into an Uber model. Trusting an Uber to get you from maybe point A to B, that's one thing. But trusting an Uber tech to design, to build, to manage your network, that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So our model is a dedicated staff, W-2 employees for every project that we're on. And we have a staff of engineers, project managers, and technicians that are trained across all multiple, uh, all disciplines of technology to really be able to see a project through from the start to the finish. So we're one vendor and one visit. That's incredible. Um, I love uh, that your staff is on on W-2s because you can guarantee that consistency and that standardization of the quality that you deliver, which is so important because as you have different people, um, you know, designing or developing somebody's network, you can get different results. So that's, I think, a very key differentiator for you. That's great. You're absolutely right, Jennifer. Uh, as I go back to that rent-a-tech model, that consistency and quality um, that's repeatable is so important, especially after deployment when technology is out there and you have to support it. Yeah, I think, you know, um, in reading more about you, your business strategies and your personal values really align, which I think is another differentiator, but also critical for success. Can you tell me more about that? Absolutely. I I think the best way, honestly, to answer this question is to maybe share a story that happened many years ago that really led to my vow to always lead with integrity, honesty, and quality for my employees and for my customers. So a few years back, I took my car into the shop for its, you know, the annual maintenance, mm-hmm. and I'm no mechanic like many people out there. So when they told me I needed just under about $1,000 worth of service, 
I was I had to pause. I called my husband, of course, before I, I gave them the go-ahead, who's more knowledgeable. And after they spoke with him, interestingly enough, my, my services needed that were outside of this warranty covered only ended up being a little under $200. Wow. Exactly. Hmm. You know, we, we're the experts, the expert mechanics for our customers, and we have absolutely no right to overcharge um, sometimes fail on delivery of our promises to overscope. Our culture is is about our pride in the work product at a fair price, and it's served us well over the last thirty thousand plus deployments that we've completed successfully. We're honest with our customers, we're transparent, and they're looking towards us to be those expert mechanics for their network. That is very impressive. Um, I love the integrity, the honesty, the fair price. Those are such important things in business, and I think today sometimes get lost. Um, You know, so many businesses um, are trying to make the bottom line work and not focus on the customer and not focus on the project and not focus on integrity so I commend you for aligning those personal values to your business strategies. That's that's amazing. Thank you, Jennifer. So being a woman in tech, um, tell me a little bit about some of the challenges that you've faced and then what you've done to overcome them. Sure. Um, well, it, it's certainly a steeper hill to climb um, for women than, than for man. Mm-hmm. man. But I'm seeing a lot of improvement as older generations of leaders are starting to move out of the workforce, and we're starting to see the Gen X generation starting to shift the business cultures simply, I think, because they've grown up with more diversity and inclusion, and I really believe they appreciate and value the different perspectives outside of the pardon me for saying, the white male dominant mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that I, I have a daughter who's only 12 years old, and, and I look to her future and her opportunities, and I see it more promising than when I started my career in tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, more women are courageous and getting into the technology. Um, their voices are starting to be heard. And they're starting to reach those um, management and leadership roles that are promoting that inclusion of diversity and appreciating um, different perspectives that come along with that. Yeah, that that is just great to hear that you are seeing improvement and, you know, one of the big reasons I do this podcast is really to change and bridge that uh, gender gap, that pay gap, that culture gap, to make sure that, you know, those numbers of women in, in the tech industry are increasing and not declining. And I think we all have a responsibility to do what we can so that our future generations are uh, not experiencing the same challenges that we've had. So, uh, you know, great job on all the work that you do. And also congratulations on the awards that you have won for leadership, growth, and innovation. 
Um, and you do a lot of work um, to encourage young girls and embrace uh, technology and STEM careers. Can you talk a little bit about some of the work that you're doing there? Absolutely. Honestly, I, I truly believe that it starts at home. Mm-hmm. I read a study, an American study, a while back that revealed that girls start losing their confidence as young as 12 years old. Wow. Yeah. It found that girls seem to be more rewarded by their teachers and their parents when they're exhibiting people-pleasing-like behavior. I mean, that would suggest that girls are growing up believing that it's more appropriate for them to stay quiet and follow other people's instructions Mm -hmm. and not speak so much about their own opinions. It's tragic. Mm-hmm. And I think parents need to encourage their girls to express their opinions without apology. Um, not everyone may agree with their opinions, and, and that really doesn't matter. I think the confidence and courage needs to be instilled at such a young age and give them that foundation to tackle whatever industry it might be um, and feel that their voice can be heard and that their opinions do matter and have the confidence uh, to go in front of a crowd uh, or against a crowd, if necessary, to stand for what they believe in. So as a mom of a 12-year-old daughter, what are some of the things you are doing um, to instill confidence in her at an early age um, so that we don't have that confidence issue? Because really, women, women today have a confidence issue, no question. You know, we have to be 100% qualified for a job before we even apply for it, whereas a man counterpart, you know, can be 60% qualified and says, yes, I can do it. And so confidence is so critical um, today for us, for future generations, to make sure that we are building that. So any thoughts or uh, advice on, on what you can do to build confidence in girls today? I love your question, Jennifer, because I have a unique perspective. In addition to my 12-year-old daughter, I am I have already raised two boys that are in their 30s. Mm. Um, so very different in your approach and conversations that you have, uh, certainly from the 90s to today, with Mm -hmm. all of the different uh, social media uh, awareness and impact that that has on kids, specifically on girls who are are trying to strive for for characters or for personalities that aren't achievable. Mm -hmm. My daughter... uh, is a very expressive daughter, girl, and I encourage that. I, from a very young age, and perhaps this is somewhat of a brainwashing episode, am constantly um, pushing her to think and um, to open her eyes wider than what she's actually seeing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd love my daughter to be an engineer, and when we are meandering around at stores or crossing a bridge or even going to an amusement park, I'm often saying to her, I wonder what that engineer thought of when he made that roller coaster. Mm. 
I wonder what that engineer was thinking when he had to design that bridge and um, the, the strategies that went behind that and really giving her an awareness of all of the things she can do as an engineer that's beyond sitting at a desk and coding. And I don't think there is enough awareness out there of what um, STEM technology really brings um, to, to people in general. It's, it's kind of in a box and it's so much bigger than just sitting at a desk and doing code. I love the awareness. That's half the battle. And I love how you're making her curious. You're making her inquisitive about different things so that she's looking further than what she sees. She's not just seeing that roller coaster. She's seeing further into what it took to actually design or make that product, which I just love. You're doing an amazing job just opening up her mind and you know, that will pay tenfold, you know, as she starts a career and starts thinking whether it's a technology career or not, she she will have that bigger vision, that bigger thinking. She will have that critical thinking, which is very, very cool. Thanks, Jennifer. So um, as restrictions are lifted, you know, we're in these unprecedented times, uh, as restrictions are lifted from COVID-19 lockdown, companies are going to be struggling to find a balance between reopening and making sure that the safety of their customers and employees are top of mind. So you are in the midst of creating a system that ensures the health and safety of visitors and staff by monitoring and proactively alerting according to social distance guidelines. This is fascinating. Can you share more about this system? Absolutely, Jennifer. And this system has been built and is has been proved out at some of our customers. And, and to your point, we certainly are in unprecedented times. And businesses are absolutely struggling with, with very little guidance. Mm-hmm. Um, not only does our CAPS, which is Capacity Alert, and prevention system mm-hmm. innovative, but it is the needs critical. Employees and customers, they all want to get back to some kind of norm- normalcy, but they need to feel that measures have been taken to keep them safe. Different states have different requirements, and it's really making it difficult for businesses to comply. Our CAP system has patented firmware and it meets privacy requirements. And as devices move throughout a business or a campus or a store, our CAPS monitors the movement and the clustering within that store, and it sends alerts real time based on social distance guidelines to appropriate parties such as a security manager, an associate, um, uh, a staff manager, and this allows them to rectify before a breach actually occurs. Mm-hmm. In addition, these alerts can be outward facing, like on a digital signage or a simple light pole that might be green, yellow, red, that indicates the amount of clustering within an area. 
It could even tie to a business's or a campus or a store's app, allowing us as guests, as consumers, as students to self-police and look at where clustering is happening and make our own decisions about what our journey will be based on the risk that we're comfortable taking. What an incredible system and what a need out in the marketplace. Like you said, people just don't know. They don't have any guidance. They don't have any direction to say, you know, what should I do? Um, I feel, you know, just even in our business, you know, we have classrooms and we have to think about reopening the classrooms with those social guidelines and, and think about, you know, everybody that walks into that classroom, make sure they're safe, including them and our employees. So it's on every uh, executive's mind today. So this is a huge, huge help. Um, can you share how people can get in touch with you and learn more about uh, this system that you have created? Absolutely. They can reach out to us directly at our 800 number, which is 800-BON-TECH or 800-866-8324. And they can visit our website at www.bontechnologies.com. That's perfect. Great. Um, so as we uh, start thinking about closing our session, can you share some lessons learned or leadership skills uh, that you've learned in your career that can help women as they embark on maybe a new career or continue growing in their technology career? That's a great question, Jennifer, and I could list a bazillion <laughs> lessons that I've learned uh, since um, in, within my career. Um, and I don't believe you can be a good leader unless you are constantly growing and learning. I don't think a business can survive staying the same while the world around us is changing. Um, I can honestly say that I learn on a daily basis from my employees. I, mm -hmm. I learn from my partners, my mentors, my family, my friends. And I realize Perfect is impossible, but I would like to get closer. And I think that if you feel you've already achieved, your cup is full, <laughs> there's no more room to pour anything else in. And I don't think I'll ever have a full cup. Uh, the more I learn, the less I realize I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think lessons learned, like all of us in business, there's lessons to be learned every day. And we are a technical training company, and we still always focus on continuous learning because um, that's when you're growing. I feel if people are not learning, they're dead, <laughs> you know, just in our world today. So great, great advice. Um, what closing comments do you have or any additional advice for our listeners? Well, I know we're experiencing probably the most uncertain time of my career, mm -hmm. um, but we as people, we as women, we are strong, we are so resilient and innovative, and I know it's going to take a little bit of time, uh, but we're going to get through this, and the lessons that we're learning 
I think is going to serve us throughout the rest of our lives. And if we take the, that moment and look at, set aside the, the crisis and the tra tragedy and focus on the lessons that we've been taught as a result of it, there is a little silver lining. And I think everybody uh, has learned something for the better about themselves, about their family, about their friends as a result of this crisis. Absolutely. Great, great advice. Uh, so in closing, Michelle, can you state again how our listeners can get in touch with you and your organization? Yes, absolutely, Jennifer. Thank you. Again, you can reach us at 800-VON-TECH or 800-866-8324. And please visit our website at www.vontechnologies.com. Thank you again, Michelle. It was a pleasure having you on our show. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you for listening, and please take a minute to subscribe to this podcast so that you never miss an episode. See you next week. As your organization continues to embrace and adopt new technologies, does your team have the skills required to make the most of your investments? Directions Training offers IT professional and end-user training for the most popular solutions today, including Microsoft 365, Azure, AWS, Cisco, Citrix, VMware, and much more. Our flexible delivery methods and full customized offerings make sure that you get the training you need just the way you need it, in-person, virtual, on-demand, or through a blended approach. Success is a journey. Ask for directions. Visit us at www.directionstraining.com for more information today. Thanks for listening to Technology in the Right Direction, your source for the latest technology trends shaping the world. To download this week's show or listen to past shows, visit directionstraining.com forward slash podcast. Past shows are also available at ewnpodcastnetwork.com, as well as through iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. To find out how to be a guest on the show, visit directionstraining.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, we hope that technology takes your business in the right direction. This is the EWN 